the Instagram ad game has become, I think, kind of the goal for a lot of people after that. And that's where the support, supporting themselves and, and, you know, being a public figure offers some cool opportunities to do some travel where if you're going and doing a speaking somewhere or just doing an event anywhere, you know, a lot of times there's free travel or the event itself, I should say, takes care of the travel and, and accommodation. So it is a unique situation. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-up friends. Did you guys know that contestants on many reality shows like The Bachelor don't get paid to be on the show? A lot of the time, you have to leave your job for an unknown amount of time and you can't exactly tell people why. This was the case for fintech executive Derek Paith when he got the call to be on The Bachelorette. Fans, you know him from the JoJo season and season four of Bachelor in Paradise. He also hosts a little podcast about it called The Bachelor. Welcome, everyone. We keep it short here on Financial Grown Up to about 15 minutes because you're busy. And okay, we want you to still have time to watch people like Derek on The Bachelor shows and still squeeze in some good money lessons. Let's get to our guest, who, by the way, is now back at a, quote, real job at Laurel Road. We're going to talk more about that soon. Make sure to stay to the end for Derek's money tip. It is a really good one and will very likely save you a nice chunk of change. Here is Derek Paith. Hey, Derek Faith, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Bobby. I'm so glad that you're here, and so many of your fans that are going to be tuning in are going to be blown away by what they learn about you, because you're so (laughs) well-known as one of the... First, you were on The Bachelor on the JoJo season. Right. You did not apparently live happily ever after with her, but you went on to more success on Bachelor (laughs) in Paradise season four, and you even now... Continued side hustle, which we'll talk about, hosts a podcast about Bachelor in Paradise and The Bachelor. But we're here because, and this got, by the way, this announcement of what you're doing now got over 16,000 likes on Instagram. We're here (laughs) to talk about what you do for a living right now, which is you are in the financial services sector. You are a senior vice president at Laurel Road. So congratulations on this career path as well. Thank you. This is this is the original career path. So speaking of side hustle, I think that's kind of what The Bachelor became for me. Exactly. Hey, more opportunities. Absolutely. And you're still doing that. We're going to circle back to that. But I want to talk about your money story, because what you're going to share with us is something that is, in on the one hand, unique to you and the people that are on reality TV shows, but also very relatable to almost anyone that's ever dreamed of taking a break from their, quote, real career their everyday job, and asking their boss for a sabbatical so that they can do something that may be a dream, maybe an opportunity for an interesting experience, maybe a financial opportunity down the road. But that's what happened to you. So you were working all of how many years ago? Four years ago, maybe? Yeah, I think think it was about four-ish years ago. 
I was working in commercial banking as a sales role down in Florida at the time. And, you know, actually, it's kind of a funny story how the call originally happened because I wasn't ready for it. I didn't sign up or anything. I was very focused on my career. And I thought it was a prank call from a radio station at first. So I, I made them email me and I researched them. Wait, how did they find you? I just assume people apply to be on these shows. You just get this call. I know. My sister signed me up. Oh my gosh. I didn't figure it out until like three weeks later when finally I, because I'd been kind of quiet about it. And finally I was like, hey, did you happen to sign me up for The Bachelor ever? And boom, there we go. She didn't tell you? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Her friends, you know, watched the show and it was like, they all got around the computer and <laughs> sent my photos and information. But once I started thinking about this, it was like, this is one of those opportunities that are kind of once in a lifetime that can change the course of your life completely. And luckily, my mom has put self-help books in front of me my whole life. And I've been very, you know, always like interested on in making sure that things were set up so that, you know, I ran some marketing businesses on the side when I was younger. I had a nice foundation of, of rental income incoming constantly that put me in a situation where I was like, you know what, I don't necessarily need to have this job. Um, while I enjoy what I'm doing and I have a great relationship, you know, with, with my boss at the time, he really tried and he was like, listen, well, your sales role. Yeah. I mean, well, what, what happened? You go in, can you go in and say, Hey, I'm going to be on a reality TV show. Can I have a sabbatical <laughs> of, I don't know how long. How does it work? I called him up. I said, hey, I really need to have a side conversation that needs to be pretty quiet because, you know, there's some legal matters. And he was freaked out. So he called me right away. (laughs) But the legal matter was that I couldn't really discuss, you know, what the situation was with a bunch of people. And I just said, I don't know. It could be it could be one week that I'm gone. It could be eight weeks, 10 weeks. Like that's, you know, how long they take for. And you have no idea going in. He went back and he reached out to HR and they, they tried to figure something out. But, um, you know, in the end, the response was basically, this is a little too much of an ask right now. You know, Derek, you, 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 the only option is if you want to do this, you have to leave and quit or you can keep working here and call us back afterwards. But, you know, the truth is, so there's no chance. And that's just like putting an eight week pause on, on your role. So like you said, it was, it was, this, I saw it as a sabbatical of sorts because there was that open end coming back, which... I built from working, working my butt off in my job, and I built that foundation that I could really use to support my living without a normal income by working my butt off on the side. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lesson there that really gives you the opportunity to do some unique and different things sometimes in life that, that we all dream and talk about. But when you're forcing yourself into the bare minimums, you know, that's where I think, uh, like I said, luckily, I, I've, I've had some of that literature in front of me my whole life. And and it was just pounded in my head. Make sure you have enough income to live for a full year with what you're doing. You had a full year of income saved? I did. How do people support themselves on these shows? Do you get paid to be on? Do you get paid more if you last longer on the show? How does it work? Some of those work that way. The actual Bachelor, Bachelorette, the first one, that they, there's no income from it. But the second show that I did that you talked about, it, it works that way where it's like a per day kind of payment situation. And so it depends on which show you're talking about. But Obviously, as we both know, the Instagram ad game has become, I think, kind of the goal for a lot of people after that. <laughs> and that's where the support, supporting themselves and, and, you know, being a public figure offers some cool opportunities to do some travel where if you're going and doing a speaking somewhere or just doing an event anywhere, you know, a lot of times there's free travel or the event itself, I should say, takes care of the travel and, and accommodations. So 
it is a unique situation that's a little bit different than having to jump on spirit because you're flying all over the place. <laughs> but people going on these shows are not necessarily paid. There are costs involved and you often lose your income. I don't know that people really understand okay. that. Yes. And that's why a lot of the people that actually end up on the show, I think, are like entrepreneurs when you really think about it. There's fitness people and some small business owners a lot of the time. And it's because, you know, they have the flexibility to do that. And they don't have this fear of having to jump off a cliff and like quit their job because it's a scary thing. Not to mention just the nature of the United States these days. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but the cost of colleges has quadrupled or more in the last few years. And when you really look at that, and compare that to what you come away with and what you need. I mean, we have to have that income in order yeah. to just survive, right? So the, just the environment itself has made it so hard for people to jump out and do anything unique like this without cutting away and living at home and dodging their student loans. <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to circle back to student loans in just a minute, but I want to just ask you, what is your advice? What's your takeaway to people listening to this story who maybe want to take a sabbatical and don't know how to get started or how to make it happen, whether it's something that they plan in advance or as in your case, something just an opportunity falls in your lap, but you want to have something to go back to. You don't necessarily want to go all in. I think that rule is so important for people to live by. You know, instead of focusing on how do I get to the next paycheck, you got to focus on a rule, a, a separate goal. And, and that may be 5% of their income for some people, 10% of their income. It, you know, that's a conversation, especially if there's relationships, there's other, other situations that come in. But, but instead of maxing out what you're making, there needs to be a savings goal. And then a long-term goal, of course, you know, you, uh, one of my favorite sayings is how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? You have your big goal, but then one little step at a time, each month, each week, you're saving that money away. And that's how you, I think, create that foundation to give you the opportunity to go and do some different things. And also because as much as these kind of ventures can create opportunity at the end of the day, you're not an actor. I mean, you have a right. so, sort of a normal life to some degree. It'll never be quite as normal again. And you're still doing a lot of bachelor related things, but you have an actual job. You know, there's a few very successful individuals, no different than like professional sports or um, I'm, I mean, honestly, every aspect of business and any job in and of itself has high performers and medium and low. And, but, but a lot of people in, the, in that, quote, medium performance, which, of course, relates to, I think, how many Instagram followers you have now, but they really butt their head up against the wall and kind of get sucked into this life with these hopes and aspirations without the understanding that it does take the work no different than your job to do some hustling, to make connections, to call people, to set things up for yourself. You know, they do the bare minimum and and sometimes that's nice for a little while, but I mean, I think the people who have been very successful with taking this opportunity that The Bachelor presents you with and have treated it like a job, you know, you see some of those folks who previously had had jobs. Evan, great example from my season. Wells, great example. You know, they were high performers in what they were doing already. And they pivoted everything into, all right, well, this is my new, this is my new side gig. I can just take the same lessons I've learned from working hard and taking care of business in my day-to-day -day life and apply it to this new opportunity. Awesome. So I have asked you for your everyday money tip to talk about student debt because you obviously have a unique vantage point because you are at Laurel Road. My money tip for especially millennials like myself is first and foremost, you know, within the marketplace we're in, 
there's an urgency to refinance your student loans. We ourselves, we save over $20,000 on average for people who refinance their loans when you look at the life of their loans. So I think knowing your rate in the first place is a great place to start. A lot of people, a lot of my friends, even when I started working at Laurel Road, they didn't even know what their rate was. And I started talking to them about the opportunities and they were just mind blown at how much they could save each year. I don't mean that like facetiously. They were shooting, kicking themselves saying, hey, I'm an idiot. (laughs) I haven't been looking at this. I didn't even know that here I am complaining about my income and I could have saved it just by going online doing a little bit of research and to all those millennials out there or anyone else who's recently gone through school and still has those student loans, go refinance them. There's no cost. It's very quick. I'm going to say, go check out Laurel Road's website because we are, I think, the best at this. But um, but uh, across the board, that's the number one thing that, that we need to be doing. Well, you're allowed to be biased. So we know where to reach Laurel Road. Where can we find out more about you and follow you? <laughs> My uh, Instagram, Twitter handles are at Paith Derek, P-E-T-H Derek. And then I also host a podcast, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, it the is Bachelor. so engaging, this podcast. <laughs> it's crazy. I could not stop listening. We try to keep it fun, you know. I, I have my structured business life, and then that's my fun time to, to be a little judgy and talk about The Bachelor. So. I like that. A little judgy. You're, a, you're definitely a little judgy. You don't hold back. <laughs> But that's a good thing in the right context. You know what? You are definitely real, Derek. Thank you so much. Stay well. And everyone check out Laurel Road and follow Derek. I appreciate it. Hey, friends. Let's get right to it. Financial grown-up tip number one. Emergency funds aren't just for when bad things happen. In this case, a really amazing thing happened, a once in a lifetime opportunity, literally life-changing experiences. And Derek had the financial resources available to cover up to a year. So when he was on The Bachelorette, not a lot of financial stress. And then even more fun on Bachelor in Paradise. And by the way, did I mention he hosts the Bachelor podcast, which is strangely addicting, even though I don't even know all the people that Derek and Kay, his co-host, are talking about. Don't be judgy. Derek has had a great ride. And I'm not saying that I know anything or that Derek told me any upcoming projects, maybe when we kept talking after we stopped taping, but you want to stay tuned to what Derek is up to. Follow him on all the socials and keep tabs of him at Laurel Road. Financial grown-up tip number two. So I joked with Derek about being judgy. We can all get judgy, myself included, about productivity and joke that if we spend all day watching Netflix or whatever, or, you know, on Instagram and our social media channels, we're not going to be building our businesses, our personal brand empires, or whatever our goals are. So yes, we have to be mindful of our time. Go listen to the Laura Vanderkam episode for tips on that, by the way. But you know what? I really enjoyed Derek and his co-host on The Bachelor podcast. And The Bachelor shows are really fun. So if that's your thing, enjoy it. Like all indulgences, have chocolate. Try to keep it under control. Maybe do a Bachelor in Paradise marathon over the holidays with your friends. Get it out of your system for a little bit and then be more productive in the new year. Enjoy it. Don't feel bad. It's all good. And then, of course, come back and listen to all the good advice here on Financial Grown Up to get your finances in order for the new year. 
Thanks to everyone for joining us. Please do all the things. Subscribe, rate, review. If you do a screenshot of the show, which would be amazing, share it on social media, tag me so I can thank you. And thanks to Laurel Rhodes, Derek Pate for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.